It's because I, I believe racism and reconciliation is it, a spiritual thing. After God created man and woman in his own image, he looked at everything in my favorite scripture and said that it was good, right? And so multi-ethnicity matters because it matters to God, because God created it. This is the power of the gospel, that the power that the gospel breaks down walls. It's essentiality in terms of what brings together people in, in true love. It's, it's, it's Jesus created that. Do not allow the symptoms of the brokenness to destroy you. Sin has broken that unity that we have with each other. He, he was able to, it says, destroy the walls of hostility, or break down the wall, the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile. We need to be seeking to live that out. Um, but the living that out is messy in this world. Because anytime I know that I'm establishing a place and I'm supporting it, and supporting a place, people can find a relationship with Christ, regardless of the stuff that I may or may not be struggling with, regardless of my ethnic identity, any of this stuff, but I know that in this place, I go good with Jesus, good. So now we have what they call the message of reconciliation, that we're called to go out and reconcile people to God, but we're also called to reconcile to one another. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to the House Plants Podcast. We're here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. And so much more. Everything that's fun and cool and under the sun. And all parts of the body as well. That's right. So, today we have a very cool person hanging out with us. Say hi, Harvey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're hanging out with Harvey Cozart today. Um, he is our good pastor friend. We'll hear about him and some of his ministries in just a little bit, but first we're going to do a little worship. So I guess I'll tell you, um, this version of, uh, the solid rock is one that we kind of arranged way back in the day. It's a fun arrangement of the solid rock, but at the same time, it's a little bit different, but I think that it sticks to the original well enough. So I agree. I agree. But yeah, Zach, why don't you lead us off, buddy? Every 
All right, so let's talk to Harvey. Harvey, why don't you uh, introduce yourself for everybody listening and tell us a little bit about what you're doing currently ministry-wise. Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Harvey Cozart. I am a local pastor here in the city of Richmond. I pastor a church uh, named Hope City Covenant Church in Richmond. Um, We're a growing, fast-growing community a multi-ethnic community. Um, our, my, me and my wife, our heart is for multi-ethnicity. Uh, we have a heart to see people come to know Jesus um, in the city and um, beyond. We feel that God has put it on our heart to um, uh, spread the good news of the gospel, and we're able to do that through church planting. So we're a young church plant growing and um, just, man, excited about what God is doing in the city and in our church. 
I am very excited as well after hearing that description yeah. of it. Um, before we get going into it a little bit deeper and hearing more about that, um, do you want to pray for us, Harvey? Is that oh, okay? Yeah, sure. I, would I hate love to, to put you on the spot. You but, yes, right. please. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so thankful um, for Zach and for Colin and for this phenomenal ministry that they're doing. Lord, I pray, God, that this ministry would bring you glory. And as a result of their faithfulness, many people would come to know who you are, God. And um, so we thank you and we just give this time to you. We ask that you would be glorified in the midst of it. And may we be encouraged and may those who listen be encouraged as a result of uh, what you're doing in the midst of us. We give you the glory for it. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. All right, Zach, what are we talking about? Okay, so I want to start you guys off with a picture from Scripture that'll kind of help guide us towards what we're talking about today. Okay, yeah. in Galatians three, mm-hmm. chapter or Galatians chapter three, uh, mm-hmm. verses twenty five through twenty nine. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a custodian, for in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, uh, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So what we're talking about is a picture of the kingdom. It's a kingdom that cuts um, across all the dividing lines that we as humans tend to put up. All those are man-made. Um, but the gospel cuts to the heart of every single person. So we're going to talk about why it's important for the people of God to come together. Um, and we come together not arbitrarily, but in the purpose of worshiping God mm-hmm. together. Um, so how do we do that? And we're also going to talk a little bit about Harvey's church and some of the ways that they're trying to accomplish that goal. Yeah, Harvey, um, tell us a little bit about... Hope City, um, what was the spirit behind that? Why, why was that uh, something that God called you to? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, Colin. I, um, you know, I think the best way to, uh, you know, God calls us um, in certain ways. We all have different ways in how he calls us into ministry or specific ministries. Um, the, the the way that went about with me in terms of God calling me towards church planning is um through having a conversation with a young man one day who just happened to be sitting over um, to the side, um, just hanging out, doing his own thing. Couldn't be, uh, but in this, uh, I would say, probably 20 years old. Uh, But this gentleman just looked like he was very distraught, and um, I just kind of went over there to him uh, just to make casual conversation. In the midst of our conversation and talking, I asked him, just boldly asked him, is there anything that I could pray for you about? I, I noticed that you you seem pretty distraught, pretty down. Um, and he looked up at me and um, he said, yeah, please pray for me. And um, he uh, shared with me that he was looking to possibly go to prison, that he had been um, arrested and been caught with possession of narcotics. And um, he said that, you know, I don't want to go to jail and he said, you know, I have a five-month-old son, and I don't want my son to not know his dad. I don't want to be in a place where I can't see him. I, I don't want to do that. And, and he seemed very remorseful in, in our conversation. And um, 
also, you know, he, he said also my girlfriend was there and she also um, was there and got arrested, too, with an intent to sell. And so he said right now our, 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 our young son is looking to possibly be staying with his grandmother. And um, he said, you know, I just don't want him to grow up without knowing his dad. And and in that conversation, I just really felt like the Lord was speaking to me to just tell him about the good news of Jesus. And I just simply told him, you know, um, before we can talk about this prison, uh, this man-made with bars and cell, there's another prison that exists, a spiritual prison that you don't even know that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. And that prison is called sin. That's a, a place of darkness. And and God wants you to be free from that prison before he can set you free from any other physical prison. And um, and I said, that can only come through knowing Jesus Christ, that he has set us free from the prison of sin and death through his shed blood on the cross for us. And um, by accepting him, you can be free. And, and I'm like, I'm praying for you that you won't go to prison, but even if you do, you will still have joy because you've been set free in your heart by Jesus. And um, in that conversation, he um, looked up at me with tears in his eyes and said, I want to know this Jesus. And we prayed that day to, to, for him to receive oh, Christ. And so that was a, that, I think that was the beginning of, um, of, 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 of just God igniting my heart. But in my prayer later on that day, I said, Lord, you know, uh, just, just really help this young gentleman, um, you know, just, just basically praying for him. But I'll never forget what God said to me. He said, Harvey, there's so many more uh, people like him that's in this city, that's in the prison, that's in darkness, that needs to uh, know Jesus, that needs to find their way out. And he said, will you go? I'm sending you. Will you go to the highways and byways? Will you go mm-hmm. out into the hills? Will you go and proclaim my name that people would know me? And so that was the beginning of God putting this 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 church plant on our, on our heart that we would be able to bring hope to a broken and lost world. Uh, that's the name Hope City Covenant Church. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I expected vision. I yeah. expected a little tidbit and got a message. Yeah. A very yeah. profound message instead. We're done. <laughs> well guys, it'll be a little early. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate. All right. So what else, Zach? Yeah, well, um, I mean, we just uh, I've heard that story once before and I have not heard that. Yeah. I should be coming and listening to you more often. <laughs> yeah, more come about on, that. Man. But yeah, that that is just such an awesome testimony. Amen. Um you know, I don't know if you know, like, where that guy is now, but, like, just to know that, like, life change yeah. happened, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's not really about, like, what we do or, like, mm-hmm. our ability to That's speak right. or, or share or anything. It's the gospel yes. Yes. that changes lives. Yes. I feel sad that in this modern culture, American culture, mm-hmm. um, that we uh, find that most people who do not believe in Jesus as their savior would say that you are imprisoning yourself. If you believe in God, mm. you are limiting yeah. what you, you know, wow. uh, yeah. by a set of rules. Yeah. yeah. And I feel completely in, um, I, I feel completely that you have addressed that in the perfect way because you are not, you are not constricted by God. You are set free by yeah. God. Yes. Yeah. With, with every, action you do from the day that you know Jesus Christ is is so uh you are relinquishing all of your pain you're relinquishing yeah. all of the things that have held you back from experiencing real joy 
For sure. And I just, I mean, you put it so beautifully. I can't, Amen. can't say anything else. <laughs> you just put it in a very beautiful way. Yeah. yeah. So, right. okay. We got a few questions. We got like a yes. long line of questions. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and they all have to do with uh, the, time, the kind of ministry that you're proclaiming with mm-hmm. this um, mm-hmm. Hope City. Yeah. First of all, why don't we, could you tell our listeners like what is some of the mission statement, kind of the vision behind Hope City yeah. Church? Yeah, for sure. Um, basically, Hope City is a multi-ethnic ministry who uh, basically desires to share hope to a broken and lost world through the message of Jesus Christ. We believe it's through his message of who he is and the power of the Holy Spirit that people can be transformed and changed. And so we're about bringing out hope uh, to people who are in darkness, and that hope comes through Jesus. Um, and we feel that when that message is shared and the power of the gospel and we loving people the right way, um, people are transformed by that. And so, um, but we're very intentional um, about the gospel message, but we're also about the reality of the kingdom um, that we should be able to exemplify that, that not only should we proclaim his message, but we need to demonstrate it as well. And the way we choose to, we feel like God has told us to demonstrate that as being intentional about multi-ethnicity, being intentional about coming together as one in the kingdom of God, that there's no restrictions there and uh, boundaries or barriers that should limit us from being able to worship the one true God uh, in unity. And so um, we're very intentional about um, seeing a diverse group of people come to our church. And, and that's exactly what is happening. We're seeing uh, the, the, a diverse body of people uh, coming to worship together. And not only that, um, we're seeing them really fellowship and really love each other in the right, right way. And so that's really been encouraging um, for, for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I wanted to ask something before we we get any further along our line of questioning, because we did have this event last night that we came to and Harvey was on a panel. Um, For those listening, you will hear some clips from that uh, either at the beginning or the end of this Mm -hmm. or perhaps both. And um, I just wanted to quickly like uh, we want to get into the real meat of this subject, but Mm -hmm. just quickly um, uh, this event about. Um, African-American students on EKU's campus Mm -hmm. and the uh, focus on Jesus Christ within the midst of that. And and some of the, you said something about limitations just a second ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you speak a little bit to what that event was and kind of what they were were accomplishing with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, before I took a pastoral position um, several years back, way back, um, I was a campus minister for about 10 years with a ministry called InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And um, even in that ministry, um, I had a desire um, and a heart for multi-ethnicity. And I believe the way that is accomplished is accomplished in several different ways uh, to see us come together and worship God. But one of the things that I did notice um, as a, a student on the campus and coming in as a minister there on that campus is that there at that time was no ministry um, for people of color or minorities. There, there, there were different kind of ministries out there, but uh, the, the, a lot of the people of color didn't attend those ministries because they just felt uh, disconnected somewhat. And so uh, me and my wife felt that there needed to be something established um, for minorities and people of color, mainly African-Americans at that, that, that time, 
that they could come and worship the same Jesus that mm. uh, everybody else is, is is worshiping on the campus. He is the exact same Jesus, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's no difference. No, no difference. That's exactly That's right. right, brother. Sorry, no difference. Yeah. <laughs> and so we started a ministry uh, on the campus for uh, specifically, primarily for black students, not restricted uh, to just only black students. But um, we um, started ministry that um, was primarily to, to reach uh, African-American students on the campus. Um, and was very successful at seeing that. But the, the growth happened, the, the spiritual growth that happened, that once they were able to come together and worship as a collective body, they saw the deep need for everybody else to know Jesus. Thus, they began to start these different uh, ministries to bring all yeah. the different ministries together. Um, and a lot of the folks that actually were spearheading those ministries to unite the campus were some of our leaders from uh, from that movement, that ministry that we started up. Very cool. And so yeah. that was that was really, really encouraging. There's something really powerful, I think, about the unity that InterVarsity has. Yeah. Um, because InterVarsity is very diverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, depending on like which campus you're on, um, the different leaders of InterVarsity have had like different missions. So maybe one campus, the InterVarsity leader was like, hey, there's nothing here for African American students. So let's start mm-hmm. something. But then there's other campuses that have um, more of an outreach to like international community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got. I had the um, honor, really, to be a part of the worship team at two InterVarsity conferences, and it was just a really cool. It was a really cool experience of just um, this huge, diverse group coming together from all these different campuses and just worshiping together. Yeah, that that was that that is they do such a phenomenal job, and I I think that was for last night. Our 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 panel was to kind of um, help our our black students out there to to know that. We want it to be a presence for them and that we wanted to see our ministry take place among um, people of color. I think there is, uh, you know, since that time that hasn't been in existence any longer. And, and so the students were really struggling, trying to figure out, um, could we see something again that would um, that would help us um, as minorities to worship God and and that we could um, build and grow together in, in in this event, but it wasn't limited to just that. But but also it was a time to educate those who may have not been a person of color that was at that meeting to understand. Like us, <laughs> yeah. like me and Zach. Yeah, like you and Zach. It was educational. Yes, it, it, yeah, and, and, and many others to just educate in terms of the black experience, in terms of. Um, what it means to be a minority for students in particular, because that's what it was geared towards um, in a majority culture, majority world and the majority campus. And um, I think it went very successful um, that last night. Yeah. It was awesome. And and I just want to, you know, plug so, the people who put that together because it was so great. So I'll just say um, check out uh, Impact EKU underscore impact at Instagram. They they're on Inst- yeah. they have an Instagram account and then also crew for helping to kind of uh, yeah. put that forward, yes. um, and and just the two speakers involved. I I think I don't I, I know their first names. What are their last names? Uh, yeah. So Kim Blackford, who's a, a, a staff director for InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, she was there, mm-hmm. um, as doing phenomenal work. Been a part yeah. of InterVarsity for man fifteen years or more, and. Uh, then uh, Pastor Wim Mack, who uh, is the pastor of Grace Fellowship Church in Louisville uh, and leads a phenomenal inner city 
ministry and church there um, who was there to address a lot of the issues too. So they both did great jobs last night. And so we we just, uh, uh, right now we'll say you should check them out as well. Find them um, at their respective uh, churches or, or check them out online. Um, but they were all very great. And, and just like Harvey had said, it was... Um, it shows it shows you how ignorant you are, um, and will continue to be. Um, it's it's a one thing to hear about what it means to be of a different race, but it's you know to hear uh, it still doesn't really tell the story like actually living out that life. So. And I think it's really cool what groups like that can offer the greater body, yeah. um, just lending the different voices. Absolutely, yeah, you know. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was funny uh, at one point. I think uh, Kim was saying like, "Oh, if." Um, Anything I say is offending anybody, and I was sitting here like, "We're fine, we're okay, we're learning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything's good, we're learning stuff." Yeah. Sure. But yeah, but you know, it was it was it was really awesome. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Um, I think uh, Max said he was going to check us out and listen to the podcast. So shout out to him as well. Yeah. But yeah, so Zach, um, we uh, we just kind of scratched the surface of this multicultural yeah. ministry. Um, I see a question that you wrote down that I wanted to ask Harvey, if that's okay. Um, kind of leading from the scripture you had mentioned earlier. Why is it important for people of God to come together in their ultimate purpose of worshiping him? Yeah, great. Uh, great question. I like that question. Sorry, I stole it, Zach. <laughs> I stole it from him. But. Yeah, I, th- I, think you, I think you hit the, the, the nail on the head when you said the word purpose. I think... Um, uh, you know, um, I remember hearing about a great painter uh, that w- that started the the kind of this um, movement called drip painting, um, and in that time it was called this expressionist movement where you would have um, paintings that really didn't have any kind of uh, it was just an abstract painting that really didn't have any kind of content mm. to it, but it was just it would just be expressive of art and. In his his uh, painting, he would just have these different colors just all meshed together, and it was just no real structure to it. And the people loved it, loved that art. And um, um, but I think with it, when it comes to diversity, it's kind of like a painting where we're people of different colors can come together to express God's love, but it has to have a purpose. I think diversity without a purpose, I, I, I don't I, I don't think it's reflective of God's heart. I think we have to have a purpose behind it. And that purpose is that we would come worship the one true God. And so I think um, for us being diverse um, and being different, but yet come together as one models the heart of God. And not only does it model his heart, but it's reflect, reflective of the nature of who he is that God is a triune being and that he's three, but yet he's yeah. one. And his image is uh, reflective in humanity. And when we come together as diverse people in language and color and differences, but can worship the one true God in unity is reflective of God's image and gives all the glory to him. And so um, we're, we're, we're doing that as a result of what we see in Revelations and uh, seven, nine, and uh, as all the people, every tribe, every tongue, every language coming together to worship God. But I think the beauty of that is not only to worship God, but they're singing this one true song that uh, glory and honor belongs to the Lamb. And I think that's the beautiful picture of um, diversity, that we can be all diverse, but yet sing one song 
Yeah. Uh, to Jesus. Yeah, we actually have like scripture written down. <laughs> yeah. Say, and that was one of the ones. You wrote that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, um, Kim, Kim mentioned it last yeah. night too. Yeah. I think that yeah. was her main yeah. scripture yes. that she started with. But, um, <laughs> but uh, Zach, you, uh, yeah. you, you go ahead. Yeah. You got um, a good bunch of good stuff. Yeah. There. Well, I want to know, first of all, um, just getting into kind of more of the practical side. So yeah. we talked about Hope City and mm-hmm. um, that you all hope to accomplish a multi-ethnic intentional community. Yeah. Um, what are some of the challenges with that in today's culture? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great uh, question, Zach. I think one of the challenges that we face um, when it comes to bringing people together, there's all kind of barriers that, that exist. I think one of them is lack of education. People just, don't know, you know, people just don't know in terms of the other experiences from maybe other races. And and, and because of that, there might be a limit in understanding uh, culturally when it comes to talking with people. And because sometimes that we think differently or we may act differently, um, a lot of times people view that as uh, that there's a disconnect in terms of building a relationship. But that's not so. I think um um, sin has really is what causes the great distance between humanity and distance with God. But I think that once we love people, we love across those those barriers. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one thing is just um, just not knowing. I think also there's the intentionality of, of knowing. And we have a great evil in this world that is called racism, that it is a spiritual evil that does exist. And uh, that evil is bent towards dividing us as yeah. um, people, dividing us in terms of what God's true intent um, for humanity was. And uh, that's all a result of sin. And so there, there, you know, as much as um, um, people would hate to admit it sometime, racism really does <laughs> exist. It's still prevalent just as it was back a uh, hundred years ago. It's still there today. And, and that's not only among people, but it's in a, a systemically as well in our system and in our government and different things um, that we see it prevalent um, um, uh, uh, today. And I think that is another divide that uh, that we mm-hmm. see where it's between um, different races and, and, and cultures. So those are some some things I think that uh, cause that. And I, and I feel like it, there are times that, you know, people just um, feel like, why should we try? Uh, somebody yeah. said this, you know, down that uh, Sunday mornings is the most segregated day of the week. Uh, which that is a true reality that um, mm-hmm. sometimes we are just much more comfortable to um, worship in um, in 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 be in settings that where we feel safe, that where we feel comfortable, where it, it reflects um, who we are, because we're just used to being around people like us. That's just human nature of who we are. But I think God they is see, people seek that comfort. Yeah. Out. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, I feel God has called us to step out beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for the sake yeah. of um, the gospel and for the sake of bringing people together. Yeah. See, I'm, I'll just say this. There's just like a, a, what do you call that? To build on what you just said. There's this thing. I, I'm like really, a, I'm like a music nut guy, you know? <laughs> and so I, I research like every type of music and, and there's only like a very small portion of music that I don't like. Mostly it's like pop music or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, lately, mm-hmm. I've, I've been on this huge gospel thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a big fan of this guy, William McDowell. Yeah. 
And I'm not sure if anybody else is familiar with William McDowell, but a lot of his albums are just like a big live worship set. And yeah. they just record it. Yeah. And then, so you get like a full two hour DVD and then that's the album. Yeah. And uh, they're super duper talented, super energetic, super in love with Jesus. And, and, and the, the Holy Spirit is there. And I just think I see something like that. And I'm like, oh, I would never see this in Baptist church <laughs> on Sunday morning. I would never see this here on Sunday morning. And, and uh, so just musically diverse. Yeah. Like I already see God being given the glory through all these different types of music. Yeah. Right. So like mm-hmm. um, uh, another great example, FUMC, we did a song that Jim recommended, which is pretty much like a hard rock song, which is um, third days uh, consuming, consuming fire. fire. Yeah. And uh, you wouldn't, I, when I first heard it, me being a guy who likes rock music, I was like, I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to happen, yeah. but we did it. And then people worship to it. And uh, so yeah. Yeah. to me, it's, it, it's um, music in its simplest form is as diverse as possible. Yet yeah. We mm-hmm. pick and choose depending on church culture or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And my dream, not as big as your dream, of course, <laughs> but my dream would be to one day have a worship team that could do every type of music in a church. And it would all be, accepted as long as it is glorifying to god of course i'm (laughs) not gonna just go do some secular thing or anything necessarily but a style of music that's glorifying to god isn't distracting i think that that would be a dream of mine to have for one day in a church yeah yeah that's cool (laughs) but i don't i mean i don't know if anybody has it in their wheelhouse to do everything but yeah i'd be willing to try (laughs) yeah (laughs) just for the purpose of that for for bringing people together Do you remember the time we did Lean on Me at church? Do you remember uh-huh, that time? Uh-huh, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. a big, like I had to like real push hard. I that know, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, well, we're getting to do it. But it's <laughs> right. just, it's, um, again, it's, it speaks to what you were talking about. The idea that um, um, we should step out of that comfort zone. We should we should push the boundaries in order to glorify God in whatever way we can and, and mm-hmm. unite each other under it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Music's my only like real expertise language i don't really that's great i'm I'm more of a novice in other avenues but when i I was in college i played a lot with the with the bcm band um and it was pretty much you know college ministry music like the type of style that i was used to Mm -hmm. um but i played electric guitar and i started to get to know this guy named brent (laughs) <laughs> and Brent had a gospel band called the city limits. Yeah. And I remember like me and my friend Greg would go see the city limits. Cause they would play like in the cafeteria and stuff at school. <laughs> and we were like, Oh man, the city <laughs> limits, they're so good. And so I thought they were like on this like crazy good, like high, like super awesome level that I could never <laughs> attain. Well, one day I'm walking to like social studies or something and Brent runs into me on campus and he's like, Hey man, how'd you like to play for the city limits sometime? And I was like, uh, uh, I don't know. And I remember I was like, I don't know, like yeah. if I'm good enough for these guys, you know, but I came on anyway, I took that risk and I brought the electric guitar and I was like, I played like my version of what I thought, like gospel musicians wanted to hear. And they're like, no, we didn't bring you on for that. Like yeah. get your distortion pedal out and let's, let's do some rock. And I'm like, really? You guys want to rock? <laughs> and so we did. We like blended like hard rock and gospel together yeah. and wrote a couple songs like that. And it was like completely different yeah. was than it, anything else. Was it? Um, let's let's just get real for a minute because yeah. this podcast is all about being yeah. real. Was it culture shock for you to be? It was. On it was a team different. Primarily yeah. African American. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was coming from a team almost completely 
It was like, a, it was a different style of music, and it was even like kind of a different style of like how the band was like almost managed in a way, if that makes sure. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I've like, seen that in gospel bands. I've never been a part of one. Like if you've never been a part of a gospel band, um, like there's one thing where like they're um, they focus a lot of energy on like vocal harmonies and like the vocal performance, mm. and so there might be like four or five singers, and mm-hmm. they will kind of have like a singer committee. A lot of the time. And then there's kind of like a musician committee. And sometimes they work like independently and then like come together like at the end to like Mm -hmm. throw everything together. Mm -hmm. And so like I was like getting used to that and just like a number of other things. But it was it was it was like a really neat experience. Like we traveled together and all kinds of stuff. So it really grew me not only as a musician, but like spiritually, too. So I was hearing from, you know, different voices that I like wasn't used to and. You know, it was just a chance to like walk beside these guys and like learn from them, and it was really cool. That is awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. I, I am jealous <laughs> that you got to do that because, like I said, I I want to I want to learn as much as I can about gospel. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. The the song that really turned me turned me towards gospel music was Rance Allen's, and I think yeah, Kirk Rance Franklin's uh, uh-huh. something about the name. Something about the name. Yeah. Of Jesus. Oh my oh, goodness! Yeah. Great, great of a phenomenal. Yeah, look that. Yeah. I keep telling people on the podcast, like, look that clip yeah. up. Of him. Yeah, he just a big old yeah. guy with the uh, with gray hair and a <laughs> towel all, flipping yeah. it around. Gets all the keyboard. Oh my <laughs> goodness! And his his voice yeah. is just nuts. But it's it, crazy. Just to kind of throw in a little bit about the history of gospel, um, you know, um, a lot of gospel music came um it really became big uh out of fisk university uh fisk university gathered a mass gospel choir um gosh <laughs> you know a century ago probably yeah. uh when they did that uh but it was amazing that even in that time when they came together to uh gather this mass choir um their singing together was so moving that they literally would travel all around the world um, to sing. Um, and they, and they asked people what was so interesting about gospel, what was so moving. And they said it felt like they were singing out of the depths of their heart, out of the depths of, mm. of, of their pain. And that's kind of where gospel came from. It, people came together to, um, um, kind of mourn, um, in the sense of the suffering, a sense of the, the experience of slavery and those things. They would come together and they would sing these songs, um, uh, be moved by the Spirit um, out of deep uh, pain and out of deep suffering. And this is the way that they will articulate that through uh, their singing of songs. And, and so um, it was kind of a lamenting. And in the midst of that, it became um, something that uh, just uh, brought glory to God and that people uh, were really moved by um, gospel. That's uh, yeah. Kind of sounds like the Holy Spirit was involved in that too, right? <laughs> from what yeah. you described, as and, sure. You know, the, the power of being able to sit and invite Jesus into your pain mm-hmm. and let Him minister to you in that. Mm-hmm. And it takes time, and it takes yeah, um, like sitting with it. And that's something that a lot of us are not very comfortable with. I would say too, that when true worship happens, or at least in my experience, it's like you said, well, allowing Jesus to, to be with you in that pain, I think involves relinquishing control. Yeah, for sure. And just allowing the, the spirit of, of that moment to, to sweep you up, to let the Holy spirit take the lead and let you just release and Mm -hmm. relinquish control and sing out. And, and I gotta be honest. I've shared it on the podcast. I think I told Ken this story, but 
that gospel group from EKU that we saw at the Wesley Foundation oh, was yeah. the, like the hardest I've ever worshipped. It was just, <laughs> it was literally the setup from this event almost. It was just a piano player and like five singers. Wow. It was, um, and that's it. And it was uh, just a gotcha. the guy's name was LaMichael Deshawn, I think. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. They, they were just called I like traveling him. EKU choir. Were they the EKU choir. Gospel ensemble, maybe yeah. And he was leading it because he mm. was from somewhere else. But, yeah. anyway. but I mean, it's just the hardest I've ever. And and at the time, we had a non, a completely anti like Christian Christian guy, like non Christian guy, come with us, and he uh-huh. even got something out of it. He said. Wow. Wow. And I was yes. like, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, that, I, and, and work, right? you know, I'm not bashing, I'm not bashing traditional like white Baptist church work, worship or Methodist or whatever. But I do think that there, there should be a constant push mm-hmm. to try and create that worship, that Holy Spirit experience every Sunday, if you can. Mm-hmm. How do we do it? I know it's kind of hard. It's like a little elusive idea, but... I mean, it. They had nothing. They had a bunch of singers and a piano player. They didn't <laughs> okay. have this big fourteen set band, you know. Yeah. And so, anyway. So that's a good lead in into this next question. Um, and Harvey, we've talked about this yeah. a little bit, um, but we've established that we've got multi ethnicity and we've got the leading of the Holy Spirit as kind of two big ethics at Hope City. Mm-hmm. What is kind of the practical side of what that looks like? Like, how does that play into? Worship. I mean, both musically, but also like just elements of worship. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things is we try to be really intentional in terms of selecting our, our worship songs because we want to be very diverse in that experience. So uh, for us, we have a little bit of uh, gospel. We have a little bit of uh, um, just um, um, CCM. We have a little bit of just... Um, uh, gosh, man, uh, sometimes we'll do like just a contemplative kind of just uh, mellow uh, kind of style. Yeah. But we just try to mix it up. We try to have both in there and uh, have that, that, that kind of diverse experience. Um, um, also, um, we're very intentional with our leadership. Um, our leadership is comprised of both black and white um, um, people in our, our leadership. So people see faces of color and see a diverse group of people that is um, in, in the midst of our leadership. But in our style of worship, we definitely try to be very uh, intentional of uh, have choosing diverse songs uh, for a, a wide array of um, um, diverse people in our audience. Yeah. I like awesome. it. Yeah, yeah. the uh, not to... Um not to throw a lot of praise your way personally or anything, but um, there's only a few pastors I've met in my life that I would just be like, whatever he's doing, I would like, I trust that he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and you're one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like if you were the head pastor of a church and you said, Colin, I need a worship leader. I'd be like, where do you need me? <laughs> like, I mean, and it, and, and it's, and it has nothing to do with the color of your skin or anything. It has more to do with the, the, I, I, Jessica and I, my mm-hmm. wife Jessica and I both yep. agree that you are the most joyous preacher. Appreciate like when it, you, brother. when you, when you talk about Jesus, everybody can tell how excited you get mm-hmm. about the love of Jesus and amen. Christy. And Duncan, you can tell it's authentic too. Yeah. That's yeah, well. So amen. Christy Duncan was another, um, uh, guest we have in here and she's an author. Uh-huh. Um, if you're familiar with her, Brian Duncan. Yeah. Or, um, so, um, she said that there was, uh, I think she mentioned a lacking of like 
the true like emotional like preaching and mm-hmm. and and you just feel like sometimes you hear a preacher and it's the same thing and they're very uh, you can tell their spirit's not really in it. They're just going through the motion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would tell Christy, if she's listening to the podcast, to check out uh, Hope City, listen to <laughs> yeah. Harvey preach, because if you're looking for that emotion, that's that's where it is. And it, I mean, I'm not to say that you haven't also talked about sorrow, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm going on and on and on about you. But essentially what I experienced with yeah. you was yeah. a joy uh, whenever Jesus is mentioned and a just a a profound uh, submission to the Lord. Amen. And if you can have both of those things, then you're in great shape, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, so uh, that doesn't, that has nothing to do with race and it could come from anywhere as yeah. long as you're sure. that leadership doesn't For matter. Sure. Right. For sure. So I, I wanted to ask, um, you already pretty much covered this, mm-hmm. but it was a big question I had. So since you already talked about what, a multicultural church is and kind of um, is, is it one of the questions I was going to ask is, is that possible in 2019? But as we're seeing and hearing, it is possible. Mm-hmm. But let me ask this. Um, how, what other steps, what other big obstacles mm-hmm. are involved and, and what do you guys need to do? Like what, what does the community need to do to help, um, usher in that multicultural like unity mm-hmm. like what are the obstacles down the road mm-hmm. you guys are going to be facing yeah yeah i think uh in 2019 um we, <laughs> you know just because yeah. it's the church has gotten kind of weird in the last couple yeah, of months so. yeah unfortunately <laughs> um i i believe we have to have a kingdom focus i think mm-hmm. um today in our society um when we look at church church has become um, based on doctrine, it's become based on tradition a lot of times, and and what happens is a lot of those things. Um, I remember Jesus talking in in the Gospels about human traditions and how those traditions, man traditions, cause division a lot of times among us as believers. And um, when we take away the power of unity, the world doesn't get the full picture of who God is and His love for us. And so I think one of the things that we're up against is we see uh, a lot of times, you know, just in our in our culture today, when it comes to churches, people that are very territorial when it comes to their church or uh, their flock. And um, and so we see a lot of divide that way in terms of trying to unify the body of Christ uh, under, under Christ. I think that's, um, um, that can be a, um, that can be a, a, a barrier. I, I think another thing that we, is we see a lot of times, I think people, um, gets hard, get tired of, of trying. I think this thing mm-hmm. called racial reconciliation, yeah, mm-hmm. is, is a, a very, very a hard thing that you have to be faithful and intentional mm-hmm. at. And I think it's easy to, um, just be tired of, of, of pushing it or trying for that to happen. And, and I think it's a spiritual thing that God does, but it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of prayer. And I think people um, that really try to make a push for it, uh, they, they get such a resistance a lot of times. It can become uh, discouraging. I had a person say to me one time, you know, um, you know, what what does one more church on the corner going to mm. make a difference? I mean, how is that going to make a difference? We Oof. got uh, enough churches, you know. Um, yeah, we may have enough churches, but are our churches under have a, a central purpose, a central mission 
which is to bring people to the knowledge of the truth, which is Jesus Christ. And um, how can we do that together? Um, uh, you know, one of the, our models, one of our sayings that we say um, in our denomination and in our church is we are better together. We're better together. We're better together. We're stronger together. And so, um, you know, a three-chord strand is not easily broken. You know, two are better than one. And so I think uh, we have to have a big picture of the kingdom. Uh, I think that is one of the things that uh, has hindered us. There's less about the kingdom and more talks about my church and this church, this denomination, that denomination. But we got to start looking in terms of the picture of the kingdom. What does the kingdom look like and how do we reflect that in its fullness? Yeah. So you um you you mentioned everybody needing to unite under Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I have we have some scripture and I just wanted to read one that I feel like really exemplifies that. Also, a great movie for people to maybe check out, another shout out. There's a movie called Woodlawn. You familiar mm-hmm. with that movie? Mm-hmm. We talked yeah. about it a little bit yeah. at FUMC. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh when the students in the seventies were fi- were were race fighting, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had uh African-American students coming into a uh, school that was primarily white and mm-hmm. joining uh, the football team, kind of like um, Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this was a true account where a pastor came in and the only way they united was under Christ. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, read, I'll read this to just kind of on the back of what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colossians 1, starting in verse 15, says in the NIV, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Mm-hmm. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Mm. So for me, I think when it comes down to it, if we're all uniting under Christ, we're going to hold together, right? And that's what you were kind of going into there. And for me, I, I've seen Christ break down some crazy barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen yeah. Christ break down some liberal and conservative barriers. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it break down some atheist and Christian barriers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you obviously have a very, very close perspective on, on the idea of, of the racial barrier. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm ignorant to that, but... I would just echo your your idea of uniting under Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I mean, there's nothing else but that. If you yeah. can, if you can meet it w- it with that starting point, yeah. I mean. And I think uh, what you read in Colossians is really important because I think that any sort of unity without Christ yeah. is bound to have problems. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. I think Shaking you guys foundation. know a little bit maybe what I'm hinting at. Um, yeah. But I think um, one of the things about unity and, and unity in Christ is that coming through Christ to have unity with others, um, it it costs us something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it's a love that's got to be transformative mm-hmm. for your life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like I think. Um, Harvey, you said it best. It's just, it's hard. And I think people get tired of trying. Um, But I think also that there's hope um, Mm -hmm. in that if we are placing it through Christ, like he says that the burden is light, you know, it's, it's Christ that does all the work. And so, yeah, um, 
I don't know. We've just got to find a way, I think, to go through him for yeah. that and establish ourselves on that same foundation yeah. Yeah. before anything else. Yeah, yeah. The, the scripture is uh, very evident in Ephesians that says he is our peace, and uh, he's the one who has uh, destroyed the dividing wall of hostility, that he's broke down the wall of, of Jew and Gentile. He's uh, made it accessible for us to not only come to God, uh, but also come to one another. He's broken those barriers down. Yeah. And um, I think there's a, a, a truth to that. And I always tell people this, that that uh, there's an ugly side of the, to the cross that uh, is, is not only is it is it, it hard, is hard in terms of multi-ethnicity, but it's also messy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, it, and it gets to cup close to us and to our own personal lives and to our own personal convictions and our own experiences and, and, and upbringing. It, it, it is that personal, that close. And um, I always say that, you know, it's, it's, we, we love to talk about the resurrection, but we have to go back to the cross that you can't have a resurrection yeah. without having a death. Yeah. Uh, you can't have uh, uh, experience the forgiveness of sin without the one who paid the, the, the price for sin. And, and so yeah. when Jesus was on that cross, it was a, a, a terrible sight to see. Nobody wanted to see it, but yet in it was great victory for us. And so, um, you know, in the midst of the suffering, in the midst of the hardship, there's a great victory that comes out of racial reconciliation. There's a a great victory that's won uh, that we can celebrate together, but it is uncomfortable. It is hard um, and it does hurt sometimes. But this is the price that we pay um, to see something great, to see uh, God's uh, work uh, redeemed in, in our lives and in the lives of others. Yeah. Um, And one of the things that gives me hope in that is you referenced it earlier, but Revelation 7, uh, starting in verse Mm 9. After this, I looked and behold, a great multitude, which no man could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the land, clothed Mm -hmm. in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying in a loud voice. Salvation belongs to our God who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb. And so um, just that image and um, elsewhere in the chapter where, you know, it talks about how we're coming together to sing one song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm reminded of something a professor said where he said um, worship is like the thing that the church is called to do. And it's the only thing we're doing now that we're going to keep doing like into (laughs) eternity. You know, it's the it's the thing God has called us to do. Um, So love unites. Real love unites. Yes. Yes. And speaking to, I just, I, we're, this is like our scripture section where we just mm-hmm. throw scripture out there. And uh, speaking to the idea of anybody who thinks that racism is somehow okay is, and is a Christian, if that is, if that is possible, um, I'll read this, which is from Acts 10, mm-hmm. verses 34 and 35. Uh, so, I hope people have read this already and know where I'm going, but. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation Mm -hmm. who fear him and do what is right. And then, I mean, if we go on to 36, the next thing he mentions, you know, the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and if I remember correctly in that in that story, he he is met with this message of don't 
d- don't um, turn away anything that is is clean mm-hmm. uh, and pure and clean. And and the image there is um, these. There's no difference between anybody. Like it's it's anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that, uh, and obviously everybody in this room knows this, but for people who don't know, there is there is nowhere in the scripture that talks about hate and anything that involves division is just against the plan Jesus had for the nations. Um, I will say this. Uh, we always ask everybody at the end of our podcast uh-huh. the yeah. same exact question. Yeah. I haven't put it on Facebook today. The Stargate one? Oh, yeah. Independence Day versus Stargate. No. Uh, I mean, this debate will never end. I've looked at the scripture back and forth. And it's a 50-50 split. Now, I, um, the question that we ask every guest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is, if there was one thing yeah. that you saw in the current church, like mm-hmm. the church as a whole, yeah. that, you would, church. that you would love, yeah, not just not just a, you know Richmond or anything, mm-hmm. yeah. that you would want to see change or anything you would want to see more of something that you would want to see die something you would want to see brought forth uh in a strong way or maybe you feel like god is in a golden age right now in the church but Mm -hmm. we ask every every guest if there was one thing that you saw in the church that you felt like um needs to be brought to the forefront something that needs to be better that's mm-hmm. what we ask every guest. Yeah, yeah. And you feel free to take your time. We can edit, you know, <laughs> okay. and go forward. Say, yeah, because that could be, we'd be here all night if you want. <laughs> no, I know, I know. There's so it's, many it's things. so I many know. things, right. Know. That's right. Yeah, it's, really uh, it's hard to put it under one thing. But I, I, if I was to say there was one thing, I would definitely say uh, prayer is the thing that I would love to see um, um, exist more in the church. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, I, I think we have been taught that prayer is just uh, a, a kind of a thing that we just 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 say lightly as um, part of our, um, you know, Christian uh, walk that we, it's, it's just something that we do. And and it's not really about our communication with God. But I wish that um, us as a church, as a whole church, that we understood the reality of prayer, um, that prayer is not only divine communication with God, but this is our weapon against the enemy. And uh, mm-hmm. people, I, and I, I believe that the Lord is calling the church to wake up uh, to pray, that we would become more vigilant um, and more diligent in our prayer life and in our collective prayer and our corporate prayer as the body of Christ, okay. that uh, that we would see things um happen on a greater level and and that that is our one true weapon against the enemy um you know it talks about you know um just being praying with all kind of prayers that um um, paul mentions in ephesians and that we we need to that that would be one thing that um as as a church that we would uh, allow prayer to be the thing that really moves us and be the most important thing that we do. Um, Not only next to preaching the word, but man, that we would be just committed um, as a body to pray more uh, for um, the lost, to pray more um, for our world, to pray more for the things that God has uh, placed on our heart and that his will would indeed be done um, on earth that it is in heaven that we would pray that man that's that is that's my cry <laughs> well there you go <laughs> yeah 
I definitely agree with everything you just said. <laughs> more I mean, prayer now, please. Yes, <laughs> yes, we, we, we need it. And, I, I, and, I, and I'll say this just really uh, uh, quickly, uh, Colin, that I think that as we pray, um, you know, prayer is not for God. Prayer is more for us. And as we pray, I think God transforms us as we pray mm. for our brothers and sisters, especially pray for people that are different than us. Yeah. And um that may look different than us, that may have different views in us, that as, as we pray, man, God um, will give us a compassionate heart um, that we're not only that we're moved in terms of praying for folks, but that we're actually bringing the gospel to folks and, and coming into their world um, because we deeply want to see people come and uh, know the same God. And, and so we're stepping over those barriers and, 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 and gaps that would kind of divide us um, for the sake of other folks coming to, to know Jesus. And so uh, that's, that's, that's my cry. It's a unified cry from me as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. Well, Harvey, yes, sir. thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Guys. And uh, this has been great, man. Thank you for inviting us to the event last night. Um, yes. We just yeah, it's been awesome. We appreciate uh, you and your ministry. Uh, we appreciate you. you coming to see us today. It's just been yes. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you. for everybody listening, we just want to um, say if you ever want to come and check out Harvey's message, uh, check out uh, Hope City. Where are you guys located? Yeah, we're uh, currently meeting at 101 Summit Street over at Madison Middle School. We're currently meeting in the cafeteria there at 11.15 on Sunday mornings. We'd love for you to come out um, and hang out with us. Uh, worship with us, uh, fellowship with us, and even eat a meal together. We're we're good about uh, having food afterwards, so we would love for you to sit around and break some bread with us and uh, and just check us out and see what we're about. Are are you um you you said you might be uh, soon in the future moving to BCM? On that's EPA's that's campus? a potential. We're just okay. praying and and waiting and seeing if that'll uh, happen. So we're just in prayer about it. Uh, you can also check our, our website out at um, hopecitycov.org and and look and see some of the different ministry opportunities we have and what we're doing uh, in our community as we see people come to know Christ. Yeah, we'll link your church in the show notes so you guys can uh, check it out. And um, yeah, please check us out as well. Yep. Um, if you don't know about us and you're just hearing this episode for the first time on Facebook, uh, House Plants podcast on yeah. Twitter, uh, and we're on Patreon. all the. I'm going to stop listing them now, but we're on all the podcast places. <laughs> we're on every podcast. Definitely place. leave us a review, or yeah, that would something. be super helpful. Stars, whatever your podcast app uses, just hit five of them. <laughs> Part of this ministry is the community that we want to try and um, bring together in good discussion. So, let's hear from you guys whenever you get a chance to. Give us a comment or message us on Facebook, email us. Yeah, we'd love to connect with you. And thanks for listening this week. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>